1: Ty's got good hair.
5: All right, let's talk to Danny in Russellville this morning. Danny, welcome in.
2: Good morning, guys. Kalen um, Green, uh, I'm pretty sure Bobby Petrino brought him in for a reason, and I think he's probably pushing that he'll be the starter. They must know something about him uh, that's going to fit his offense. I don't know, but I guess we'll see. Uh, this basketball team, they're just par for the course, right? Every year they get off to a slow start. And, uh, you know, you think, well, one of these days they're going to get this fixed. But it seemed like uh, first half of the year we're always trying to figure stuff out. And it looks like that's where it is this year. Uh, so uh, he said he's going to make changes, but I don't – I mean, what can he do? Uh, who's on that bench that can play defense? <laughs> There's. I'm not sure what he's talking about there, but uh, – Tommy, it could be worse. Yeah. I I've had jury duty twice and my wife said it three times. And I always thought Ugh. maybe you get somebody that hadn't had it before before you get us for the second and third time. But anyway, it is what it is and uh I've never had the every time I've had it, they settle out of court. So uh that's the way it's went for me. Now my wife she has had to serve. But they tell me the one you don't want is the federal, so uh, it could right. always be worse.
3: Yeah, the federal's like four or five months at a time, I think. Yeah, at
2: Little Rock. Yeah. It's that long? So, oh uh, anyway, guys, uh, have a good day, and thanks for taking
5: my call. You still get paid if you get called in the jury, do you? Uh, how do, they pay you. They pay you, yeah. whatever your salary is? Oh, like 40 bucks
3: a day. Ooh. And oh. free parking. It's not bad. Somehow I think you're
6: being sarcastic. No, I mean there. that's
3: about what it is. It's forty cent 40 50 bucks a day.
6: How long are you there? Just just, uh, it just depends. depends. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That sounds no, like you gotta burn your vacation time, man. That stink? You're you're a terrible liar. You've always I've, been a terrible I've, I've liar. Just, okay. You're that's a you're a terrible liar. Uh That's about what Google what jury duty in Arkansas pays.
5: No, Federal federal's a little bit more than the second your state court. The second part of what you said is not true. What the, the vacation time? Well, you should get paid to not be here. It's <laughs> not. It's not being. Hmm. It's not no. doing that by choice. It's doing that because you're a United oh. States citizen. It's not like you want to do that. I don't think you want to do that. So you're saying you're oh flip Abbott back around. You are you not going to take a salary from here? I'm gonna use my vacation time. I'm I guess. So, I'm so <laughs> glad I got some built up I'm so done for events with this like world. that. Don't we literally uh, have? You're to... done. I can leave now. I'm, I'm excused, you Your training. Honor.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
5: Glad uh, I'm. I'm glad I'm putting, go have a coffee I'm, and a donut somewhere. I'm glad I'm putting a smile on your face in <laughs> in light of the situation you're apparently about to get thrust into at the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, so you being thrust. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm uh, you don't like the three. You don't. You like being thrusted. You don't like doing the <laughs> thrusting. What? Uh, so, Taylor Green. Hello. Taylor Green, uh, I also expect Danny for him to be the starter as well. I think that's a, probably an accurate depiction of what's going to play out. I still expect KJ Jefferson to enter the portal. Uh, at some point, if not this week, early next week, we'll still have to wait and see. I agree with Tommy. That's probably one of those things where he's waiting to try and figure out where he's going to land in the NIL situation there. In terms of the basketball team, I hate to break it to you, this year's different. Y'all, they had... 9-1, 9-1, 9-1, 9 and one the last four years. They're 6-4 right now. Now, I'm not telling you they can't make the NCAA tournament because must has shown that even during stretches of losing or uh, games that you haven't exactly expected to play out certain ways, that they've found ways to get to the tournament. But this year's different. Like, and I'll, I'll continue to stress they cannot have a low in conference play like they've had at times under Eric Muslum, or they won't make the tournament. And we'll be angry. Well, Joe Lenardi doesn't have him in his bracketology right now. I yeah. don't know we're in December the thirteenth, but y'all, you know, this is not the same as the last forty years.
3: And I'd like to say, well, you you played a tougher non conference schedule this year. Which and I you think have. there's to a degree, but I mean, you went last year and played a team that made the final four in Maui. Uh, you went to uh, you went over there and played a couple of good games. You won one more than you won in the Bahamas. I mean, yeah, you played North Carolina, Memphis, and Stanford. Uh, in the Bahamas and you played Duke and you won that game um, it's probably a slightly more uh, difficult schedule but the one last year exactly wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't exactly easy either. Yeah. So and you think about Memphis. So I don't know if that excuse holds a ton of water.
5: Memphis, Bruce brought this up yesterday so they beat A&M, they beat Arkansas and I didn't know they beat Missouri but apparently they did that. In addition to that they lost to Ole Miss by like two or three. So Memphis is, looks to be a good basketball team that's probably going to make the NCAA tournament. All right, let's go down south to the home of the Wildcats, welcoming B.A., who's in El Dorado this morning on the McClarty daniel Hotline. What's up, B.A.?
7: Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all today? We're good, man. How are you, buddy? Man, I am fantastic. Absolutely incredible. So let's talk about jury duty real quick because (laughs) I just did this. Um, I got called for jury duty. Yeah, I don't think I... I think it was forty dollars. I think it was like eight.
3: It was yeah. like eight dollars.
0: Wow. Yeah. Was Judge um, Parker presiding back
7: then?
3: I mean, who,
8: <laughs> I mean, are we going back to Judge Parker in the gallows? How how
3: far back are we going at eight bucks? Uh, two years ago. Wow. Eight. That's but sounds, uh, yeah.
7: that
9: but seems I'll tell you chintzy. what I've always yeah.
7: i tell you what I've always done as an employer is I pay them. I don't make them take a day of vacation. If I have an employee who's on jury duty, I pay them. And here's why. Uh, a lot of people they love getting out of jury duty. It's also the same ones who are complaining about what juries do. You know, if you if you don't go to jury duty, then I don't want to hear any complaints about crackheads walking the street, our drunk drivers getting off, our stupid lawsuits, our murderers. I don't want to hear it because you had the chance to do your duty and you chose not to. And that's not saying that you're going to go on a jury and find everyone guilty, but you're going to go and you're going to hear the facts and you're going to make a decision. And that's what I tell my employees: if you if you want to get out of jury duty, that's fine, but don't you know don't complain about what the juries do. And then the other excuse is you're going to get paid just like you always get paid. Go do your duty. So, sorry, Tommy, if I if I've ruined it, now you got to pay tide to not be there, but. Uh, I think you pay him not to be there sometimes
3: anyway, don't you? (laughs) Well, sometimes he's not here when he's here. Fair (laughs) Fair
5: point, B.A.
3: Point turned out, maybe. But but let's be honest, B.A. If it was me or Ty seated in that box as a jury of your peers, which one would you rather have?
7: Ooh, it depends on the charges. Mm. 99 times out of 100, I'm going to want you, Tommy, because, you know, we have life experience. We've, We've been around the sun several times. Um, Ty's getting there. He's getting there as, as long as and and Ty, I, I really do respect what you do because you obviously, for your age, you've really you've really mm-hmm. done a great job, and, and probably due to great work ethic right. and and a sharp mind. Wrap it up, the, uh, material, rest. probably good leader, <laughs>
3: probably more good leadership around him. But anyway, what's your point? <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah.
7: Uh, great mentorship. That's exactly. what it all boils down to. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, we you just got to remember that no matter what you think, until you're about 35, you're an idiot. Well,
3: I think think if it was a charge involving some kind of alcohol-related crime that... Hey, I screwed up because I drank too much. I want Ty on my jury cause no, I think no, he would no. have empathy. <laughs> I think there the... would be more understanding and empathy based on his presence in the box. Not on but the especially road. Especially
7: if he was at a friend's wedding. Yeah,
4: just yeah. not on the well, road. Well, I was though. at a
3: gender reveal wedding shower um, <laughs> and it just, you know, someone spiked the punch and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Your Honor, and and, you know, exactly. say, not guilty, not guilty. And, uh, you know, that, he's, the, he's, he's my man in
5: there I'd at spe- that point. I'd speak out of term if I get thrown out.
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
3: Thank you, gentlemen. You have a great day.
7: All right. <laughs> Thanks, well, this
5: PA. has turned into a jury duty Wednesday yeah. in yeah. BA. Hey, this is all I do. A. I
3: bring content in here just just for you to. I, it's like the volleyball team. I just set it up and you spike
5: it. Yeah. I have plenty of other stuff to talk about, but this is way more fun. Let's talk to Brent now, who's on the McCarty Daniel hotline. Brent, welcome in. Well, uh,
4: thank you, Ty and Tommy. Uh, by the way, Ty, today you're speaking. You're the first person to speak to me on the phone as a 55-year-old man. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. So, Ty, we we'll always remember yours because you, you were on the
3: 11th, right?
5: That's correct, and you're on the 13th, That's... so we're two days apart. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm on the I'm 31st, on the...
3: so there you go, December babies. So, are, are you the 31st? 31st. Right. My dad got the full year of tax write-off on me. <laughs>
4: Good for it. My parents wish they did for me, but uh, I just want to talk tell you about this basketball team. We're gonna be we're gonna be all right. Not not a problem. Joe Joe Leonardi wouldn't know what to do if we were in his field of '64 in the at December 13th. I mean, well, this is the toughest schedule Muss has played in the five years he's been here.
3: Well, maybe, but I mean, they, they did play San Diego State and Maui last year. They made the
5: final four. Yeah, Tommy I mean, did point that out. I mean, I
3: agree. It's probably slightly more difficult, and we think about it a little bit because you played Purdue, but that doesn't count.
5: Yeah. Well, Oklahoma's better than they were yeah. last year. True. Um, Greensboro, you beat Greensboro last year. You lost to them this year. Um, so they, I would say it's slightly tougher, but at Tommy's point, you also play a good Creighton team. So yep. that was not an easy schedule last year either, Brett. Yeah. So
4: what do, you th- what do you think he's going to do with it? He's saying there could be lineup changes.
5: What can you do? Well, I, what I said, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and Brent, we appreciate your call. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy 55th. So we got a 55-year-old, a 29-year-old, and a soon-to-be 48-year-old. Is that right? You got it right. Okay. Um Maybe we should have a cigarette in Brent's honor. I'll will I'll, I'll <laughs> smoke one if if I have to fall on that sword. I think what I, what I advocated for 2 years ago must went big right? He rolled out a lineup of JD Notes, a little undersized to the point relative to what he's had. And then he had Aldis Tony, 6'6 at the shooting guard position. Uh, Stanley Mude, 6'6 at the uh, small forward. Uh, Trey Wade, 6'6 at power forward. And then Jalen, 6'10 at, at the center position, which was a pretty big lineup in terms of length. That team was a good defensively. And I said I would go Devo Davis at the one, Caleb Battle at the two. Uh, Trevin Brazil at the three, Taylor Lawson at the four, and Makai Mitchell at the five, just to try it out, try something new. I think we're going to see a, a different starting lineup this Saturday than what we've seen, but that's where I'm coming. That's where I would like to to see play out against Lipscomb. Again, North Little Rock this Saturday at 5 o'clock is on the SEC Network Plus and also right here on ESPN Arkansas on hitthatline.com. Now, on the subject of jury duty, Tommy, Kelly said you get paid 50 bucks in Arkansas. Depends
3: on which... You said
5: federal on. versus state.
3: Federal's, I think. Uh, federal, I, I don't know. You're... Federal, I think pays a little bit more. But
5: you're, you're, you got the state request. It right. sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. So you could be more like what B A and El Dorado was saying around. Surely it's, it's ten dollars a day it, now, rather than generally. Main... We don't
3: really have a jury. D- I think I'm the first person that I know of that's gotten called for jury duty in my 20 years here. Of, a, of the uh, staff? Of, of our
6: of our work family. Just tell them you're Lord Tommy Craft. Hey, good that idea. Is, that is that. Like, it was
3: suggested earlier. Who said? Su- yeah. Oh, uh, Jamie May says I should yeah. just wear the Snoop Dogg uh, walk in wearing a Snoop Dogg murder was the. Ca- I don't. I can't read the whole thing, but it's about wearing a Snoop Dogg shirt in there. That might work. You you really don't want to do this, do you? I do, and I don't. I don't have the time. I mean, it's you know. It's not Florida. like it's I, not like, you know, if if you're not here, the show will go on and somebody will do the show and you won't have to make up for the shows. Mm-hmm. If I'm not here, yeah, the show will will go on, but everything on the other end of the building will
5: just stack up and pile up. Tell the the rest of the staff to get their bleep together. That's not, well, not that hard. You have to You want the rest of the staff doing payroll? You really want that? I know what I'm supposed to make. I don't really yeah. care about anyone else.
3: Yeah, well. <laughs> That's a, that's a good team attitude there, Ty. Yeah, that's, you know me,
5: good teammate. man. Right, you really take, want
3: them going over the bills and taking care of QuickBooks and things like that? I don't think so. Not
5: really. Not, not really. <laughs> let's take one more call real quick before we welcome in Richard on the other side. Jimmy's in Conway this morning on the McCarty-Daniel Hotline. Jimmy, welcome in.
4: Top of the morning to you, fellas. Hey, I, I, this basketball team has got a lot of talent. And much has proven to us that he will get it figured out. I have total trust in him. I think he'll get it done. He's shown that he can. So until he proves me wrong, I'm behind it 100%. I got a question here for you. Let's just say for the sake of argument here, maybe Dan Enos wasn't as bad as we have made him out to be. Maybe KJ just couldn't figure out the offense. Maybe he couldn't handle it. Which makes me wonder how's he going to handle Bobby Petrino? Because he will get on you if you're not doing right. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle it, uh, he better hit the road. And if you
3: can't That's handle this, thought, if you can't handle this, Jimmy, how in the world would you handle an NFL, an NFL playbook?
4: Absolutely, I've said long. He's a Canadian quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback.
5: I think, uh, Jimmy, you're not the only one that feels that K.J. Jefferson is probably going to move on here from Arkansas. Again, we still haven't seen an announcement this week. I expect it to eventually come, but we'll just have to wait and see in regards to his future here in Fayetteville. Richard now joins us on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Richard, in about 40 minutes from now, we're going to get a chance to catch up with Taylor Green. You already have talked to him at this point and I read your piece. What did you pick up on the Boise State quarterback in the latest Arkansas commit?
10: Uh, he comes across as a quarterback uh, very impressive. Uh, just the way he, he conducts himself uh, when he talks to you. He, you know, you, you, you sense a, a leader, uh, you sense a guy that has maturity, even though he's just a redshirt uh, sophomore this past season. Uh, and uh, after, I'll be honest with you, other than uh, seeing him in, in the UNLV game, which that was the first time I really had watched him, and I was obviously impressed because he was the MVP of the game, of the Mountain West Championship. I didn't know a lot about him. then I reached out to B.J. Reigns, uh, beat writer for Boise State, and I didn't realize that they had uh, they had a two quarterback system this year. Even though he was a, as a as a redshirt freshman, he was a, uh, a college freshman All American and had a good season uh, last year. I think he hit sixty one percent of his his passes. He's fifty six percent this year, and I, but I think the uh, the constant uh, in and out uh, kind of affected him. And after uh, the other quarterback was. Uh, he had a season-ending injury, uh, ending injury. Uh, three uh, against New Mexico State, the last three games, it was just uh, Taylan and he played. He played very, very good uh, football, and I think without him having to look over his shoulder, uh, that that kind of gave him a little bit more confidence that you know he was gonna he was the guy, and he wasn't gonna be uh, taken out uh, after uh, two or three snaps. From what. D.J. Raines was saying that that, that, was, uh, that was something that they, they did uh, when the other quarterback was uh, healthy.
5: Richard, when you look at his measurable, 6'6", 220 pounds, got a rocket arm, got some speed to him. I know the, the Matt Jones comparison has been made. The late Ryan Mallett has also been made. What do you take away from his skill set and how Bobby Petrino will use him next year?
10: Yeah, I, I think those are some good comparisons. I would say the arm and arm strength, uh, you know, I don't know if it's uh, Ryan Mallett strong, but it's definitely strong. Uh, definitely uh, the speed of um, Matt Jones is the uh four three nine that Matt clocked in the uh, NFL combine. I don't know, but he's pretty darn fast. He had a uh, 90-yard touchdown uh, run last year, I think, against uh, Utah State. And then uh, against uh, UNLV at a seventy-yarder, and I was watching that, and I was thinking, okay, surely, you know, because I noticed he was obviously a big guy. And I was thinking, surely some some cornerback or some uh, safety is going to catch him, and they, they they were not gaining on him. He was pulling away, and I was like, good gosh! I mean, I, I was I was kind of blown away. I'm not going to lie to you. So, I mean, from a talent standpoint, he's got everything that you're looking for at a, at a quarterback. Uh, at the quarterback position, as a dual threat guy, uh, uh, refine can can he refine his uh, throwing a little bit? Yeah, and he's gonna have he's gonna have one of the best teachers in football uh, doing that uh, this spring, and so I, I think uh, the sky's the limit for him.
3: Richard Davenport with us on the McLarty Daniel Hotline. Richard, where is Arkansas at in your mind with offensive linemen coming out of the portal? We've only heard of. One. Uh, one that's committed to Arkansas. That's the issue I think most fans are wanting some answers to. Yeah, it's great to to have some clarity maybe at quarterback, but uh, I think most fans feel like, hey, if we don't fix this offensive line, it doesn't matter who's back there.
10: Yeah, and and let's let's, let's be honest. I mean, it's still very, very early. I know know we have this weekend uh, up to this weekend, and then you have a dead period, but there's also a window January 3rd through the 7th that they can bring in uh, – uh, portal guys that, that enroll in midterm. So if you don't, well, as a matter of fact, one one young man, uh, San Jose uh, San Jose State offensive lineman uh, Fernando, uh, I forgot the last name, uh, offensive lineman, uh, and then Ethan uh, Miner from uh, North Texas. He'll be on on the in on Saturday. There's uh, about three or four others, that I'm keeping an eye on that could potentially uh, visit this week. So, uh, and uh, the San Jose State uh, offensive lineman, I absolutely love him. If you look at his film, he's very, very uh, physical, moves very well. Guy could play, uh, uh, I think, tackle or guard. Uh, so, uh, he, he's, he's a guy that uh, I think, if, if, if you have one that uh, you, you definitely want, uh, I think he's the guy, just based on his film.
3: Richard, is it? I know, I know we have a limited sample size with the with the portal, and there's been shifts and adjustments in the periods uh, now. But do you think it's going to be like we see in recruiting that hey, if you don't get your uh, you don't get your class and don't get your players put together in that early period, probably slim pickings in the second, much like we kind of see with a high school. Uh, there's the early signing period, and then you know they it opens back up in February. Usually by February, there's not much there. Is is do you think the portal is kind of in that same light
10: uh it, it, yeah a little bit but at the same time guys are, you, you're still seeing guys jump into the portal and they have till january the 2nd to do that and then then you also have uh the four teams in the uh in the playoffs they have a later date that they can enter the portal so uh you, you still have some possibilities there too so i wouldn't think that i wouldn't say that you know just because of uh you know what, what we're seeing now doesn't mean that there there won't be some quality coming coming in uh, over the next uh, you know few weeks or what have you.
5: Richard Davenport with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Richard, you met some offensive linemen that are coming in this week. Uh, Some Georgia players as well, it sounds like. Xavion Sori, who I think you wrote about, and then Nyland Green, who's a cornerback there. It seems like Sam Pittman still has ties to to that neck of the woods. Uh, What can you tell us about maybe some some defensive players that might be looking to make Fayetteville their next home?
10: Yeah, well, sorry, he's going to be wrapping up his uh, official visit today. Uh, he got in about 10 o'clock yesterday morning, and uh, I, I, I like where Arkansas is there. Now, Green, uh, he and uh, Keyshawn Blackstock are best friends. They went to the same high school, uh-huh. Newton High School in Georgia. So that's, uh, that's an end uh, that Arkansas has. Uh, obviously, uh, Pittman, uh, his time in the, at uh, Georgia is, is well known to these guys. So, uh, uh, you know, I I feel like those two guys, you know, Arkansas has definitely a solid shot at both of them, but, uh, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, other guys coming in, I'm I'm keeping an eye on several others, but... uh, I, I think uh, you may hear some other names uh, pop up uh, over the next day or two.
5: Richard, you did have a decommitment this week. Uh, Greg Ginross, who's the JUCO, Dodge City tight end, 6'7", big kid. Is that just because of uh, Paskey, or Plasky? I ever say his name, committing earlier this week? What's your read on why maybe he decommitted?
10: Well, without going into too much, I mean, I, I, it just it allows you uh, another spot. And... Uh, I think with uh, Andreas uh, committing, I think that definitely helped. Uh, and I, I, I can say one thing about him: he definitely looks a part of a SEC defense, uh, not defensive lineman. Uh, a tight end, uh, about six five, six six, about two fifty. Looks very, uh, looks uh, very solid physically. Uh, he'll obviously be in uh, in January to go through uh, off season and spring practice. But uh, I, th- I think uh, I think with. With uh, them needing spots, I think uh, you know. With and then with the with Andreas uh, committing, I think you know we're, that's kind of what we're, we're we're looking at right there.
5: Big shakeup in high school football. Richard Kevin Kelly hired at Sheridan. How much do you think he j- changes the dynamic of of that conference?
10: Well, definitely. I mean, uh, you, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, a lot of people say, well, "What is he going to do at Sheridan?" Obviously that that's a good question we don't know but at the same time you know at, at pa everybody thought that the, they had so much talent i'm telling you i've seen i i have gone to games and i and i'm thinking how do they how do they do this because a lot of none of those guys not 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 none but not many guys on those teams now there's some high profile guys obviously hunter henry uh hayden henry and 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 hudson henry and and, and, and some others, Luke Jones, but the vast majority of the roster, uh, a lot of those guys were never going to play college football. So uh, he's able to do a lot with uh, guys that have talent and also guys that uh, you know are just good good high school players, and that's probably what he's obviously going to have at uh,
1: Sheridan. Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian dining room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at Arlington Hotel Dot com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items call or text
0: the mcclarty daniel hotline at 877-377-6963 mcclarty daniel a vehicle for every lifestyle when you're looking for a new car you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust you've probably heard that McCarty daniel means making deals but what i'm inspired by the most is that mcclarty daniel means making a difference in our community When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas.
5: your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. You're
0: listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
3: Here comes Green, right down the middle of the field, Taylor Green, still going, oh what a block, Taylor Green. The bold slam
4: dance and a
9: touchdown. Hey, this is Taylor Green, Arkansas quarterback, and you're listening to the Morning Rush.
5: The Razorback football program got some great news when earlier this week, former Boise State quarterback Taylon Green committed to Arkansas, and he's with us now on the McClarty daniel hotline. Talon, we really appreciate you making some time for us this morning. What attracted you to Bobby Petrino's offense, and how do you think you're going to be utilized here in Fayetteville?
9: What's attracted me just like his knowledge, the game, the detail that he speaks, and just the the evidence of all the quarterbacks he's coached, the great quarterbacks he's coached and developed. And, you know, that's what really excited me because I'm, I'm a sponge. I want to know everything and learn everything and just be coached by the best of the best. I believe he can help me reach all of my potential.
5: Taylor, he recruited you back in high school. How much did that relationship back then impact you during this process?
9: Yeah, it came full circle. It was, it was definitely crazy. Crazy to think. Three years later, I get to be coached, like I said, by Coach Petrino. And, you know, he recruited me in high school. It's definitely full circle.
5: Taylor, I know you had a relationship with Coach Petrino since high school. You're probably recently introduced to Sam Pittman. What can you share to our listeners about the head football coach here at Arkansas?
9: I would say, you know, he definitely cares for the players. and I um was hanging with some of the teammates and they said the same thing, you know. He doesn't BS. He keeps it real and that's why I like he just keeps it straight and tell him like the vision and what he wants and what he believes in. And he's really, really passionate about Arkansas and he's really passionate about the program and that's what I fell in love with.
5: We're talking with Taylor Green here on the Morning Rush on the McCarty Daniel hotline. So on that note, what does he envision for you? What does he envision for Arkansas football moving forward?
9: Being a true dual threat, you know, using my legs and my arm, just leading the team and leading leading this conference. And I believe, you know, we're we're building something special. And, you know, I'm excited to get this thing rolling. And when I told the coaches, I was like, time to work, time to get it. They're excited and I'm excited, you know, to just hit the ground running. And when I get there in January and just embrace myself into the playbook and be that leader that my that my new teammates can trust in and, um, and lean on.
5: Taylor, you mentioned teammates a couple times. Who have you gotten a chance to talk to here in Fayetteville?
9: Dom was my host, and I knew uh, Jalen Braxton. We grew up together. We ran track and did all that. We go way back. I knew a couple of guys on the team and was hanging out with them. And It was cool to see familiar faces and a lot of people from Dallas, so I I can relate to them on that.
5: Yeah, you mentioned Jalen, true freshman, starter in the SEC. Taylor, there's not many guys that do that. What can you tell us about maybe growing up with him that that doesn't really surprise you that he was able to have an impact in the conference as a true freshman?
9: Yeah, it really doesn't surprise me because, you know, he he loves to work. He's probably one of the hardest workers, you know, I've seen just growing up just from when he was little to what he is now. And, you know, Texas is different, it's different, you know, in high school and we live and embrace football down there. So, I mean, it really didn't surprise me, but I'm not, I'm excited for him. And, I, you know, just really love him doing good and just, like you said, a true freshman and doing what he did, and like the, the future is really bright for him.
5: Yeah, and you mentioned, again, Dominic Johnson as well, I would guess, Crowley, Texas. So a couple of Texas connections on the roster. There's plenty more that you can probably circle back to or at least come as a guy from Louisville. Taylor, you mentioned being a sponge. What would you say is something that you're really strong at as a quarterback and also maybe a weakness or two that you think you can improve on under Coach Petrino here at Arkansas?
9: I would say one of my strong suits, of course, is my legs, but, you know, when a when a play breaks down, the ability to just, you know, make a play and uh, extend the play, whether it's on the ground, but I look to throw first, so, you know, escaping in the pocket, I'm just viewing my receivers and just seeing where they are, and I feel like one of my strong suits, too, is you know, I I have a strong arm, and I feel, and I believe, you know, I can make any throw on the field, and talking to Coach Petrino, I know one of my weaknesses is just, just my footwork, just being consistent on that, and... You know, we talked about it, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna attack it full steam ahead and make my weakness into a strength. So just being consistent with that, and uh, just building that habit. Everything starts with your feet.
5: Taylor Green's with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Taylor, I know it's been a blur this last 48 hours or so, but when you get some free time, I want you to watch two former Razorbacks. Coach Petrino is probably in some capacity mentioned one of his former, actually the late Ryan Mallett, who passed away earlier this year, was 6'7", mm-hmm. really thrived in his offense, and sounds like you've he's talking about Ryan. And then also Matt Jones, who didn't play under Petrino, but was 6'6", 6'7", is actually one of my teammates. ESPN Arkansas ran a four three forty, dude. Those are kind of the similarities that it sounds like Arkansas fans are are drawing to you, and they seem really excited about those type of comparisons.
9: Yes, sir. I'll definitely do that. I watched the country film. We watched a couple couple highlights, and you know, I definitely see the similarities to that, and you know, just build on top of you know what what he sees, and just ready and excited uh, to to get it started.
5: Taylor, hey, I wonder, you mentioned, again, kind of reminiscing with an old buddy in Jalen Braxton. Uh, Dom was your kind of guy on campus that showed you around a little bit. Did you get a chance to talk to other quarterbacks in the transfer portal, not necessarily teammates, but maybe guys that are going through your similar process and, and kind of what they're going through? Is that something you've been able to do?
9: Not really. It was really, a, like you said, a blur with everything. You know, I talked to my old teammates in Boise and uh, just seeing how they're doing and just checking up on them and uh, all that really didn't get the time. But, you know, now that everything's um, slowing down and stuff like that, I I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some, but, you know, I'll tell them, you know, just to trust God and just trust the process and trust your guts. Anybody that hits me up, I'm going to just tell them that.
2: Taylor, I got to
5: ask, how'd you play on a blue field? That would throw me off. How are you able to do that (laughs) in Boise?
9: Yeah, it definitely uh, it definitely threw me off too when I first got there playing on a blue field, not not really used to it. But you know, since we practiced on uh, we practiced on it and all that stuff, you your eyes kind of get used to it. You know, when we play, I would say when we play like when we wear our all blue jerseys, that it's a little tough to see. But uh, you know, you you your eyes get used to it.
5: You got a chance, final game as a Boise State Bronco to win a Mountain West Conference Championship but the road I would characterize as bumpy to a certain extent. I know you weren't a full-time starter this season. Taylor, take me through what it was like this year to, at some points, being benched and then coming back and really having your best game of the season in the championship. How did you maneuver kind of the ups and downs of 2023?
9: Yeah, it was definitely a crazy, uh, crazy year. Um, Like you said, it was mountaintops and valleys and Um, you know, it started off, it started off kind of shaky and, uh, you know, like you said, uh, we did like a two quarterback system, you know, and me being a competitor, I really didn't, you know, I really didn't, uh, at first, you know, it was, it was tough, it was a tough pill to swallow. Uh, but you know, I'm a, I'm a team, I'm a team player and, you know, if if the coaches felt that was the best and, um, you know, I was for it, you know, and, uh, just, Anytime my numbers called, I made, uh, I made sure I made the, mo- made, made the most of it. And, um, that, that going through that whole, um, that whole, you know, roller coaster, it really, uh, built my character and, uh, my confidence, uh, my confidence in myself. And, um, it really made me, uh, rely on, you know, uh, my faith and cause I'm, I'm really spiritual. So my faith in God and, uh, Jesus Christ and, um, what he says about me and, um, my confidence in him and, you know, just sticking to his plan and, and trusting him and um just being an inspiration to others and um going through it it was it was really tough. It was really it was really um uh, it battled with me mentally and uh really mentally and spiritually and physically but, you know, um it, like I said, it builds adversity builds character, you know, it, it it sees it it shows if you're gonna fold or it shows you're gonna uh, rise, you know, so um like I said, just Going through that and uh, ending the ending the season with the Mountain West Championship, you know that's that was definitely the the cream on the top. And you know I'm just I'm just proud of my team and how we fought through it all because it wasn't just me. It was like a whole it was a whole team. Our coach getting fired and going mid season and uh, just doing all just going through all that. I'm definitely proud of uh, how we ended it. Just uh, coming coming out strong and coming out with the win, especially you know in the championship and in Vegas, um, in the Raiders stadium. So that was, that was, that was really fun. I had family there too. So, uh, definitely a crazy year and, you know, I, um, I'm definitely going to apply what I've learned the last two, three years, especially last year to, you know, um, this upcoming season and just being that leader, like I said, that, um, people can lean on. That's been through, that's been through a lot, just been through the ringer, you know, battle tested. So,
5: Taylor, I think that's a perfect segue into my next question. I would expect you haven't been promised a starting role. You're expecting to compete. Kind of how has that been detailed heading into next year? I know, again, there's there's opinions out there that KJ might enter the portal. Something he's going to stay. Take us through what that's like as an incoming quarterback into a different situation and what you're walking into next season.
9: I would say I'm not gonna compete. I feel like uh competition brings out the best in everybody you know um especially just being the sec i mean you got to compete every single practice i mean even even i believe you know uh Arkansas's defense is 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 really good and just going going against them every single day and uh whether it's spring ball or fall camp or you know uh even in the summer i mean i feel like you know competition uh like I said, we'll bring out the best, and I you know I'm excited to um accept the challenge and go go full head of team
5: Taylor, one more thing before we let you go. You mentioned getting here in January. Have you signed yet or when do you plan on signing to play football next year in Arkansas?
9: yeah, uh I was um I'm, I signed, so um I'm gonna be a razorback and I'm excited and um just gotta fill out the details and, you know, of course, like living situation and, you know, all that. So, I mean, but I'm, I'm excited to be there and uh, excited to be with the team and the coaches and, you know, like I said, just hit the ground running.
5: Well, Taylor, I can tell by the reactions on social media that Arkansas fans are excited to have you as an Arkansas yeah, resident. That's Taylor Green, again, Arkansas committed, and as you heard, Arkansas signee, Kind enough to join us this morning on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Talon, we really appreciate it, man. I know this week has been crazy, so for you to take time for us this morning is awesome. Cannot wait to watch you and raise your back red next season. Have you picked out a number yet?
9: I'm going 10. I'm going 10 this year.
5: Going 10. I like it. Talon, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you.
9: Thanks for having me.
1: You're listening to
0: the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
5: So it looks like Rocket Sanders has found his new home, according to 247 Sports Columbia, not Missouri, South Carolina. He is expected to transfer there, according to 247 Sports Matt Zenitz. Tommy was there over the weekend taking an official visit. Uh, Evidently, Shane Bieber and company did enough to convince him to go there for his next pit stop and
3: it's closer to home closer to family we know and have talked about the young son that's there so um this makes sense from the standpoint of uh you know he's a direct flight away uh or probably a reasonable car ride away uh to get uh to get to and from family you ever been to columbia yeah i've been through columbia uh on my way to augusta once if you come from the east side you go right through columbia on your way to
5: Gus, never been there for a game, though. I'd like to go there. They have this unique setup, the boxcar tailgates, where uh, they've I've got these own, this own basically train trolley and stuff, and people tailgate out of the boxcar. I would like to, again, my, make my way there at some point. It used to be an, an every-year game, and with the SEC changing up a couple times, you don't play them as,
3: as much as you used to. Yeah, that, that changed when you came into the league. You played uh, South Carolina and Tennessee every year mm-hmm. from that eastern side, and... That changed some time ago. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of similarities between the Gamecocks and the Arkansas football program. Yep.
5: Uh, Eric Mussman talked about this Saturday uh, extensively with Chuck Barrett on Eric Musman Live earlier this week. There's more stuff I want to get in with Chuck, too. But he did kind of lay out the uniqueness of Arkansas playing Neutral side games this past week in Tulsa, this week in Little Rock, and maybe the differences in different people you see in crowds.
6: We've had such incredible crowds there. I mean, to me, it's an awesome environment. You know, sometimes I wonder do our guys understand how lucky we are? Like, that Tulsa crowd was great. We need to play better basketball. Like, that's a great environment.
5: How are you not fired up, or how are you not super excited? Are you not- Obviously, I was super excited. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, that's a great environment. The the, the, the game Saturday is going to be a great environment. Like, those are NCAA tournament feels. Like, I'm excited Saturday. It's going to be a great environment. So, my dad's not an Arkansas Razorback fan, but being that the arena is five, ten minutes from the house, that he's going to be there on Saturday. He's excited. He's he's taken me many games in North Little Rock, and it's changed from Altel to Verizon to Simmons Bank, and there's probably another name in there that I've mixed up. But this was something I look forward to every year as a youngster growing up. And I know for a lot of people listening right now in South Arkansas, Eastern Arkansas, you can't make it up to Bud Walton every weekend. And uh, it's a little different from the Tommy. There doesn't seem to be any pushback from playing games in Dickie Stevens from baseball or North Little Rock and basketball. This seems to be uh, again, a game that people are okay with regardless of where you live in the yeah, state of Arkansas.
3: I and mean, this is, I mean, from the standpoint of home versus this is not a neutral site game. It may go down that way in the books, yeah. but It's far from neutral site. And um, I think people in Hot Springs and people that are up and down the I-30 corridor uh, take advantage of this opportunity because they probably don't hold season tickets and a little easier to get to and you can, you know, go for the weekend and Go to the city. Go to Little Rock and go to the city and have some fun with it.
5: Yep. It should be a good one this weekend. I'm excited. I'm gonna, so I'm going to eat dinner with my dad tonight. I've already recorded the SEC schedule release. Not going to watch it live, but I am going to go back and watch it. It's two hours. It's on ESPN and the SEC Network tonight. So you're center stage on both the four-letter network and your network to when you find out who you're going to play where or, and when specifically. You know where. But you know games already, Tommy. You know UAP. PB is the first game. Oklahoma State and Stillwater is the 2nd A M and Jerry were on the 28th. Ole Miss at home on the fir- or second. Uh, Texas at home on the 16th of November. And then Louisiana Tech on the 23rd at home. So you're just trying to figure out, I would guess, the Missouri game is going to yeah. fall where it usually does in the schedule. That, Fill in the gaps. That Friday yeah. at this Get, point.
3: What, Tennessee still to figure out. Uh, first time in, since you joined the league in over 30 years, you won't play Alabama in the regular season. So you'd love to play Alabama. That means you probably had a pretty good year if you play Alabama at the end of the year. So uh, not likely, but, you know, that that's where you're at. So tough, difficult schedule. You get Texas. There is no Oklahoma on your, your schedule. You'll get uh, all the dates. We've had opponents, but we don't have dates yet, and that's what we get.
5: Yep, get that tonight. All right, some football news for you. Tank Booker has entered his name in the transfer portal. I think it's the uh, the 12th or 13th hog to do so. Uh, He had 19 tackles and two sacks this season, and we mentioned this earlier with Richard Davenport. Uh, Dodge City Community College commit has decommitted from Arkansas. Greg Ginross has decommitted from the Razorbacks. Probably has something to do with – Pasky or Pasky, however you say his name, and uh, maybe them trying to open up another spot, as Richard referred to earlier at this point. And then also, you're not in uh, Joe Linardi's bracketology, where I saw some Arkansas fans up in arms about that, even though it is December the 13th and we're far off. Up in arms? Up in arms about that. Mm -hmm. We're far off from March. Even in reality, if the season ended today, you would not be an NCAA tournament team. At this point, based on your current record and the fact that you don't have a single quad win of the two you played to this point, but yeah, plenty be of a
3: lot of teams that would expect to be there in March that aren't there now. Yeah,
5: plenty of quad one opportunities in SEC plays. We're getting closer to January the sixth when you host the Auburn Tigers. All right, that's going to do it for your Hog Update this morning. It is brought to you by our friends at Mister Sparky. You don't
0: have to put up with any malarkey. Call eight eight eight.
5: Eight Sparky. All right, so holiday setup wise today on Wednesday the thirteenth, there's two. It's hot cocoa day and ice cream day. Don't ask me why ice cream day is December the thirteenth. The best ice cream out there is cookie dough. Hot chocolate is better without marshmallows. What's your favorite ice cream and do you prefer your hot chocolate with or without marshmallows? Homemade or you're like going to Brahms for ice cream? I don't ever make homemade ice cream. Maybe that's something you, should, you and That's an art.
3: Do. You should learn. My, uh, my uncle makes a lemon ice cream, a uh, velvet lemon ice cream. A lemon ice cream. <laughs> okay. It is really good. Uh, so that'd probably be my favorite. If I'm going through Brahms, I'm probably getting a scoop of peanut butter cup. Uh, and I can go with or without on the marshmallows. I think it actually makes it better. But if you give me a cup of hot chocolate, I'm using it generally for the warmth, not the sweetness. So I can go either way on the marshmallows.
5: What about you, Big C? What is the best ice cream and then hot chocolate with or without marshmallows? Oh, the best ice cream.
6: Cookies and cream's good. Vanilla's good. Anything with Reese's or peanut butter. Or peanut butter. Anything peanut butter. Butter, butter, is butter, 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 butter. cup. Yeah. You yep. can't beat that. Really. Peanut
5: butter cup at Brahms is really, really hard. tough to be allergic to nuts. I have I have friends that have peanut allergies and stuff like that. It is... Uh, that is a tough ask, or being gluten free, or something. Lactose just
3: intolerant would be. Uh, My
5: roommate is yeah. lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. and yet it, he still eats pizza. He still eat, and he just deals with it the next day, as he says. And I was like, "Are you sure you want to eat that?" He said, "I'll just deal with it the next day." That's uh, you do you, man. But that's it. Doesn't sound fun based on what he's had to experience of that. Any any health related when you can't do. I mean, it's one thing to be allergic to. Non foods, but any food related allergy, that's just tough.
3: I think if you had a meat allergy and could eat a steak. How terrible that! Does that exist? Oh yeah,
6: really? Yeah, oh, I've never. I heard think of you it. can even be allergic to water. I'm, I'm almost positive. seriously. I really do think you can die from it. There's people that what do you do? You got to have water to, to I live. Know, I know. I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm. I think honest. you're making that up. I, f- I, i I might be wrong. But I'm, I'm almost slipping in with with a with, I'm with 100%, oil. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm
5: not hundred percent. I've never heard of that, Christian. That. To be honest, but the body can't true. function without yeah. water. I know. Uh, Jason Lowell likes to make snow cream each and every year. You think we'll have much snow? Is it this snow year? Snow enough
3: here to to make that?
5: It has in prior years. Do you think we'll have a big snow year this year? I, Next I couple know. months.
3: I like snow. I you know for a day or two it's inconvenient you know but yeah maybe maybe you make that's how you could learn to make homemade ice cream right is with there. the snow yeah. okay
5: Clay, welcome in this morning, man. Uh, plenty to discuss. Uh, Taylor Green commits earlier this week. Rocket looks like he's going to South Carolina. Arkansas's remaining schedule will get released tonight in terms of where they're going to play. How are you on this? I'm Wednesday doing morning? great.
8: I'm doing great. Yeah, just I've had my coffee. I'm ready. For, I'm ready for you. Perfect. As, as ready as as I, I can be, I guess. Well,
5: you think Taylor Green's ready to be a starting quarterback? Um, we really enjoyed talking with him in the last hour. Sure seems like he had some some positive things to say about
8: Bobby Petrino
5: and Sam Pittman.
8: Well, it's uh, it's the honeymoon stage, and uh, we'll we'll see in the spring. And if he throws it to the right color jersey, I mean that's <laughs> uh, that's the very first thing. And for all that KJ did good bad or indifferent you know he he was not a turnover machine and that's that helps your 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 chances of winning you know greatly um he's going to have the right coaching he's going to have the 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 right preparation and um you know we'll see i mean those it's not like what they have in the cupboard is chopped liver i mean i i don't know about kj but i do know that that uh Everybody believes Jacoby Criswell and, and Malachi Singleton are, are talented, and it's is it KJ Jackson that's coming in? Correct. That, that, that also is a big, tall, long guy that, that has ability to do both. So that you've you've got, uh, but uh, this guy, this transfer from Boise, he has experience in the game. He's played in Division One games, so that's that's a leg up on all the rest of the guys. When you think about again the backup situation for Arkansas
5: under the presumption that KJ Jefferson moves on. Do you think Jacoby Criswell and Green would actually have a quarterback battle? Because I know they talked about that with him and Jefferson last year. It didn't really seem like it was. Do you think that would be more of a battle than people expect?
8: Well, I mean, it's it's they're gonna they're gonna spread around the reps and they're gonna scrimmage enough to sort that through. Um, Bobby, uh, Bobby's done this a long time. He's not gonna give it to one if that's what your suggestion. Because I don't, I think those all the guys on campus will have, uh, you know, have a chance. And you know, he talked about it. You know, being a battle between, uh, you know, Ryan Mallett and you know guys that were on campus, Tyler Wilson, who's a true freshman. Uh, but it, it's. Uh, you know, you you have to do that. You have to let him decide it on the field, and I I don't think there's uh, you know pressure to give it to him because you know you you'll, you'll play the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go home and tell your tell your wife, hey, I gave this guy the job, but I'm not really sure yet. But but it's better if I just go ahead and. Get She's going to tell you, says, you're not doing a very good job of protecting our earnings. if <laughs> You're just giving it to him. So, you know, the, the, they will be coached hard and we'll sort through it. And you have to see how they all react to Bobby because his, his methods are toughness. You know, of the two coaches that have coached quarterbacks at Arkansas, the two that were the toughest were Lou Holtz and Bobby Petrino. There, there is nothing easy about playing quarterback for that guy because you're going to be tested you're going to be challenged uh, to know the material and then you're going to have to go out and practice and and understand what's happening with the offense just like he said lamar jackson and ryan mallets best assets were being able to go to the line of scrimmage and change a play he called yeah. and and that he trust him to do that i'm not sure that we've seen that you know the, the last three years with with uh, KJ Jefferson, the ability to change protections, change plays. I mean, how many times have you seen them run a play into the teeth of the defense? Well, that's you know that's pre-snap decisions, not post-snap. Yeah. So, what's your read on KJ? Um, it's Well, I don't know. Still yeah.
3: waiting, or I mean, do you, I will. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I just I keep think thinking it, about the odds here. Yeah. yeah.
8: I- anything I say. Would would be a guess, and it it when you say waiting, it could be waiting to see how the big chips fall. Is he the is he you know one of the top quarterbacks out there? I don't know. Um, you know you you have to kind of wait and see where some of the others go, and then if you don't have a quarterback, how desperate are you? <laughs> you know if you if you if you're you know if you're say you're South Carolina and you've You've taken three swings and' they've, you know, they've all gone somewhere else. Well then all at once you're down to number four, number five. Whatever. And I, I'm not speaking specifically about South, South Carolina. I'm just using them as a name. It, it's you just have to wait and see how some of the chips fall to see. And, and as they fall, you might be in a stronger position in your negotiation. you know like I, you know I, instead of being one of 30 or one of 50, you might be one of 15 that everybody thinks can help you. So, your value just went up.
5: Clay, with you bringing up South Carolina, we should mention again Rocket Sanders has uh, or is expected to transfer to the Gamecocks, according to 247 Sports. Uh, he was just there this weekend on a, an official visit. Uh, I know that initially, when uh, a report came out about KJ uh, possibly entering the portal, tra- and South Carolina was uh, allegedly leading the pack. Do you think Rocket? Potentially landing there makes it possibly more likely that KJ could join Shane Beamer and that team as well?
8: Uh, if Rocket didn't take all the money, if, if I'm joking, you know, we'll see what the pot's like, you know, after you pick up four or five guys. You know, are you running out of money? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's not a $150,000 hire, it's a $950,000 hire. I don't know what KJ's number is, but it's, uh, but you, you would, you would think they're buddies. You know, they're both top light guys. They they know uh they know Dow Loggins. So yep. that would make that. sense as much as anything else. Yeah.
3: Familiarity, someone you know, yeah, coach, to know the players.
8: Yeah. Dow's a good recruiter too. Yeah. He is he is good in a home. He is good and I, I would think that anybody that was on those Arkansas teams when he was coaching tight ends would know he's a good dude and he's going to he's gonna treat you right. Yeah. I think it's somewhat telling or maybe
3: I'm just, you know, just my opinion that TCU had not been brought up a lot around KJ. It, 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 the situation there, and they seemingly need a quarterback from the outside. You got Kendall Bryles there. You, you know, I thought that might be possibly if he didn't stay at Arkansas where he would land and that doesn't seem to be getting a lot of traction at least here in this part yeah, of the total
8: period. I, I haven't studied that Tommy. You'll have to uh, refresh my memory, is Chandler Moore still there? Mm-hmm. They had twelve touchdowns and five picks last year, so he's yeah, not like a um, prolific offense. But, but he, but he does have experience, so you know, it's what, and uh, yeah, those two have worked together. about Kendall and, and mm-hmm. KJ. Um, just, I guess it depends on how much interest there is that you know with uh, with Sonny Dykes. <laughs> yeah you know, uh but if if you if you're committed to Chandler Morris, you wouldn't spend money on another quarterback. You'd spend it somewhere else. Yeah, I think so. It was interesting to see Lane Kiffin
5: go get the Howard kid from LSU, and then also Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State, who didn't really play this past season. Yep. Uh, how you convince? And again, Kiffin's a offensive guru. We know that, but uh, maybe convincing a transfer portal kid with a starter on campus. Haven't that, you been to the Grove? Huh? Haven't you been to the Grove? Yeah. That's how he got him there. That's how he got him there. Yeah, I, uh, I I did find that just again curious that again you brought in guys that had a track record of starting at their other school and Sanders Howard didn't really do that at LSU but still able to convince them to come. Howard, that is
8: th- odd. You're right. Yeah. In but it is uh, it also uh, is tough when you think okay I know whom I, I know of these two guys in the portal I know which one I want. Do I spend that much more money to get a backup mm-hmm. when I when I really need an inside linebacker and a safety and a wide receiver and a tight end and a right guard? Yeah. You know, it's like I mean, that quarterback is is you know, haven't we established that it's a million dollar position minimum? It's kind it's of, like ante, so that's the ante. So how many players is that $1 million? I mean, it, it comes down to the it's. There's not a salary cap, but there is. You know what your cap is. Uh, it's. It's you not. You mean? You mean there's not an nil credit card, Clay? That we can just no. put it on a credit card,
3: make payments over I time.
8: Don't, I don't believe they've done that. It's not an Otani
3: uh, deferment pro-
5: program where yeah. we can just defer most of it. That was wild when that contract situation came out. But on that note, so when when Rule and Clay's referencing something Matt Rule talked about uh, Nebraska head coach uh, they've got Dylan Rayola in town this weekend one of the best quarterbacks in the country out of high school that's just a college transfer portal evaluation that's high school kids aren't making that out of high school correct I mean you're not paying a quarterback who probably won't play in year one a million dollars are you for Manning for Arch depends on who taking his
8: freshman year Yeah. Well, he didn't take but, anything, but he could have. Yeah. is the point. Yeah. Texas was certainly willing to give it to him, uh, and I guess yeah. if not on many who come you are. from that situation well, where you don't need it. Yeah. the way yeah. he may have. I mean, Alabama just—they've got one coming. that is was is the best player in California. I mean, I bet you they gave him that. You're talking about the five or six top. You know, five-star quarterbacks—they're—they're going to get a chunk. Kai-tai. Don't mm-hmm. don't fool yourself, uh, because if one school isn't willing to give it, another is. And I mean that's—and you also think that a five-star has a chance to play. It just—I mean, if he comes in early, yeah, I think there's there's some situations where they can they can play at quarterback. They're if they've if they're surrounded by the right offensive line, the right receivers, the right running back. Mm-hmm
5: Tommy presented something earlier that I hadn't thought about. Again, there's two portal cycles. you got this one that we're currently in right now and then the one after spring. If a guy knows that he's not going to play at the quarterback position, what is the biggest pitch to keep in there outside of money? Is it future playing time? We kind of just laid out Arkansas's quarterback situation. Uh, What is it, Clay?
8: Yeah, I think there are three things that that fire you up. One is, is playing time. Um, because if you are, if you do play at quarterback, you're probably going to get paid. Mm-hmm. But then the second thing is, are you going to get paid? And third third is is opportunity to play, and um, you might you might sacrifice, you know, proximity to home, uh, a little bit of the finances if you've got an opportunity to be the starter. If I mean, if if, if you're if it's pretty obvious that you're going to be the starter. You might sacrifice some of those other ingredients or the part of the recipe um, but it's opportunity to play is the biggest thing in recruiting and that's that's what sam is, is selling in the portal right now yeah. hope to play right away yeah. and it's pretty obvious that they've got slots and they played the portal guys last year
5: Clay, we've been discussing the SEC schedule release, which is tonight at 6 o'clock on both the SEC Network and ESPN. We know seven of the 12 games already for Arkansas, including the one you're probably most invested in, which is Texas coming into town November the 16th. Kind of what's your appetite to see what Arkansas' schedule looks like this next year, later on tonight?
8: Yeah, I guess the thing that I'm interested in the most is the open dates because there's going to be two next That's year. I don't know if you you were aware of that, but it's the way the schedule starts and finishes. There's two more opportunities. And, you know, I, I've looked at that schedule what's already out, and there's nobody playing the week before Texas, and I was like, that needs to be an open date. Mm-hmm. I mean, hand that to the Longhorns on the way in, see how many teams can uh, be open the week before they play Texas. I hope all of them. Yeah, I would. I would love that. I. I. I was kind of looking at the same thing
5: you were. I thought that there would be potentially an open date after five straight games, uh, after the A and M game, and then one after the tech or before the Texas game. At least, if Arkansas and correct me if I'm wrong, Arkansas gets to pick those open dates, right? That is the one thing you get to do is actually pick them, right?
8: I think you can have heavy influence, okay. but they, you know, the schedule is the schedule. It is. It's a beast, and it's. It's. It's hard for those computers to come up with the models that satisfy everybody. Um, you know, I would. Th- this is already for sure. There is a there's a game two weeks before Texas, but I, yeah. y'all probably don't remember. Uh, they had back to back open dates uh, in the 1976 season because they moved the Texas game to the end of the year. Well, then that cause they and they had an open date before Texas, so that that's. Uh, I just assume they have two open dates for Texas. You know, they can put in new, Bobby can put in a new
5: offense
8: that week yeah they got uh, if you want
5: to move that old well, old miss game which is the week before no that's all
8: right I, I, I like it's your, fine. yeah
3: I like your thought of one um before the Texas game but pick another big game when we get the full schedule Tennessee or what, what give me an October home date there that we don't well, I guess we don't have all the dates. Is the yeah. Point. Okay. No, we don't. But, don't but, to, I mean, I, I think one in kind of early, first or second week in October, then another one about mm-hmm. a month later before Texas. But you want them before home games because what's really important to a head coach that's on the hot seat is winning, but winning at home. Um, so I think having those open dates in front of what I think are your more important games is the home wins next year. Uh, that may. Decide your fate because losing at home carries a little bit more, I think, in the situation you find yourself in.
8: Yeah, I like what they've, you know, set up to play next year. We'll see how it works out. But I mean, yeah. I'm with Clay. I
5: like that. So November could set up nice. If you go Ole Miss, by Texas, Louisiana Tech, those all three at home, mm-hmm. three or first four games at home with that by, and you close out with Missouri. That's how I hope it plays out. Will it that way? We'll find out later tonight. And I think it's important to put that bye week after you play A&M five straight games. Then you get a bye heading into more of conference play. We'll, re- we'll resume this conversation with Clay coming up in just a bit. Let's welcome in River Pig on the McLarty Daniel Hotline for now. River Pig, you got about a minute, man. Go ahead.
6: Well, I just wanted to uh, kind of ask a question of Clay. I guess we lost him, but if you could forward it to me, you know, I want or two. And I wanted to ask about the agent perspective. I mean, what? How much do these guys generally take out of I mean, whatever? You know, half of it? Ten percent? Five percent? You know? I mean, there's a pretty big range, and it's such a a niche expertise. You kind of wonder if it's a pretty large chunk that goes from the agent perspective. For that matter, I, I, I man, you guys bring a lot of like you know, news guys in and beat writers or whatever from other programs. I don't know if I've ever once heard any program, like any radio, an agent get on and I don't know if that's possible, but you guys ought to do that once. That'd be such a great take to hear how that all works from an agent's perspective. It's kind of like a, it almost seems like a dark alley kind of a nobody knows black box kind of a scenario, but and you can peel that back a little bit if you can get yeah. Clay to. It'd be cool to hear that
3: tape. Yeah, Clay's back with us. Jimmy Sexton, to my knowledge does not do media interviews. It's very rare you can get Jimmy Sexton to go on the record and, and talk with reporters. Clay's that—that's kind of your understanding
8: too. Um, I think he did that early on, and I remember talking to him when I was at the Tulsa Tulsa paper. He was mm-hmm. just getting on, and he—he he was very good at using the media, and then finally. Uh, I think it was a couple of his clients so we don't we don't want that yeah. to be. Yep. Yeah. That's, I don't I think he
3: he does a lot of me, but but to your point, it would be not good. any. Yeah, yeah not any. Yeah, he does none at, at this
5: point. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive
0: property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent